exactly how I feel. That's exactly how I feel. That's exactly how Welcome to another episode of the Penguin Life Podcast. I'm your girl, Ken. And this is Mo, yo. Back at it again to deliver another dose of your weekly realness surrounding love, life, and everything in between. In between. We don't do that sugarcoating shit here, y'all. So if that's what you're in search of, this is not the podcast for you. If your friend told you to listen to us, but they didn't necessarily tell you that, you know, we got foul mouths and we don't really like hold any bar, then... I'm sorry I didn't tell you, sis, but that's where you've landed. We and keep it real. We, we are hope you the stay. land of realness, and I'm sorry if, you know, your your little ears can't take it. So, you know, move on to... Yeah, and I mean, we're just going, you know what I'm saying? podcast over there. Right. We're just going to give it to you real, raw, and uncut because we feel like that's the only way that people really understand mm-hmm. that you're serious about your shit. It is. If you having a serious conversation, you need to give off a serious presence. So... Oh. Exactly. We are here to deliver in the realest way possible. Yeah. So sit back and tune in. So, baby. What up? It's been a little bit of time. We've taken a mini break. Not really a break. It was kind of Thanksgiving, so we had to be with the family and be in the Wait, present. Wait, well, hold on. It was kind of Thanksgiving or was it Thanksgiving? <laughs> it was Thanksgiving. It was Thanksgiving. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, all right. It was Thanksgiving. We hosted our first Thanksgiving as a married couple, so that was super exciting. But how are you feeling, baby? I know I stressed your ass out, so I know I did. She did, y'all. Like, this girl right here, she was trying to do everything under the sun. Her attitude was janky at some points in time. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was. It sure the hell was. I come home from work. She at home, kicking and, you know... Getting, 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 getting a little loose with, 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 with the puff puff. And I come home all tired and shit, and she barking orders at me and stuff. She and I'm upset, like, well, y'all. Damn. She upset. Well, what the fucking fuck? She upset, so, y'all. Man. Yes, yes. I was feeling away. A whole ass way. You feel better now? Maybe. Okay. I think I had some time to calm down. I had my snacks. Yes. So I think I'm good. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm happy for you. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. What about you? I'm feeling good, you know, first Thanksgiving under our belt, hosted successfully, people came through, showed love, and it was just a real good vibe in the house, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying, like, granted, we all know the basis around Thanksgiving, it's really not ever about, like, the holiday, but it's about coming together with family, so, that definitely was um everything, uh, we had my mom in town, my, in- my mom-in-law was here, and they got to spend some time together. That was real cute, you know. A lot of people don't get to experience in-laws getting along, okay? But, but we have that. You? We have that over here, and mm-hmm. we're so thankful for it because... They can keep each other company and, and, and talk about the shit whatever. they go through. They can talk about whatever you know, they want to talk about and, from yeah. their era of time. <laughs> their era of time. Their era of time, you know what I'm saying? And we're happy. Mm-hmm. We're happy that they're happy. Like, they went out and got massages together and you know was talking about how they need masseuses at their house and shit like yeah they had a grand old time they did get some good food and all that so we happy for it but it was just it was beautiful to have family together and you know everybody kicking in and i don't know like thanksgiving is always like one of those time of years that you know you reminisce on some shit because thanksgiving and christmas is the time of year that some shit always happens you know what i'm saying always it's always popping off like 
you something might happen around your birthday. Something mm-hmm. might happen around, you know what I'm saying? Other little, Other little random, holidays random holidays and shit. But Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving and Christmas are those pivotal holidays yeah, every year. Absolutely. Where some shit is coming to to, to light. Mm-hmm, for sure. Like, it's always like, ooh, light bulb. Ooh, let me sit down and grab my little turkey wing and my gravy and shit and watch the fireworks pop off. Like, what? It's every situation is a, ooh, shit. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Like, you never damn. know what to expect. Thanksgiving, especially not Thanksgiving in my neck of the woods. Like, you don't know what cousin's gonna come lit. You don't know who about to put whoever out the closet. You just, you don't know. Like, you don't know who car might get hit and then they roll off and then they go outside and they shit fucked up. Like, you just don't know. And... That was Thanksgiving for my family growing up. So Thanksgiving is always like that warm and fuzzy, but stay on alert type of holiday for me. Oh, well, shit. For me, it was more so like you eat, watching sports, everybody in everybody's business, mm-hmm. except mine because I stopped that shit at the door. Like, look, I came for the fellowshipping and the food. Don't come to me asking me no damn questions about, <laughs> about what I got going on. Please don't. And if you do, I'm going to keep it very short. Very short. So, Shorty about you know to look at I'm you saying? like, huh? That's right. She That's might right. look at you like she speak a different language because she's not going to answer your question. And I- I'm going to be honest. Like, if you don't know my wife, it's just not a great idea to just ask her some random ass questions because she's never going to answer them. And she's really going to look at you and make you think to yourself, why the fuck did I ask her that? Even though it might have been a valid question. <laughs> she's just not. It, it just it just depends on how I'm feeling and who you are to me. Even as a family member. I have family members who come from all over the place, you know, on both sides. And they just feel like asking a million and one questions. And I'm just like, who are you? I'm not going to share that with you because I'm not comfortable with you. And the last thing I need is for me to meet another family member. And they say, oh, so you don't want so-and-so was talking about. Exactly. And who was so-and-so and what the hell did they say? I'm not trying to turn this into the negative. Yes, I am just saying that families, uh, the Thanksgiving and get-togethers for me, have always been a chance for um, the nosy aunties and nosy uncles to just get all up in your business. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I've just mm. never been the type to indulge. Never been a fan. Never been a fan. Have mm-hmm. always seen some embarrassing shit pop off, but I've never been a fan nope. of all of the crazy, like, past the candy yams and the drama. <laughs> Let's hold the drama and give me the yams. Give me the, the yams. But anyway, so... All of what we're talking about is gearing up towards this week's topic. And mm-hmm. I know y'all saw it because we saw it. And that was a photograph of D-Wade, Gabrielle Union, and their baby girl, rooms. and their son Zion, who recently came out as queer. And he's got the full backing and support of his dad and his bonus mom. And... People not liking that shit. People going ape shit. People are really going off about it. And it's really tragic, to be honest, because if that man decides to support his queer son and he married a woman who's as supportive as he is, if not more, that fucking kid is winning. That child is winning all day, all the way. That child is winning. And the fact that anybody 
man, woman, whomever can have anything negative to say about the way this man is stepping up and loving his child. You need to shut your damn ass They need to shut the fuck up on, on some real shit and they need to go on here and like take their little, I might be queer, you know, saying, questioning my sexuality. So that's why I hate everybody else who come out about their sexuality right. ass and sit in the fucking corner. Yeah, sit your insecurities because all your insecurities don't deflect that on him. Like, for real. And so... at 12 years old, little man is living his truth. He is. And he's discovering himself. Just like all of us fucking did. Even the heteros. Yes, the fuck. Correct. Y'all had to discover yourselves as well. Yeah. So, y'all had to go through y'all period of, you know, what kind of men you like what kind of women you like okay i I have a thing for people that are hairy that shit is nasty but you know what i'm saying if it's your thing you know what i'm saying there's like this there's like people women specifically who go after like grizzly bears if that's your thing sis do your thing but you you know again and coming out early ages that wasn't really something you was comfortable with telling your friends and stuff like that because you didn't want to be judged so just imagine coming out as a gay or lesbian child and the type of judgment that you're gonna get from Mm -hmm. society I commend D-Way and Gabrielle Union for loving on their son no matter what because at the end of the day, the world is a cruel-ass place. And the and last thing their child needs is to not have support within the household because then what that ha- what then happens is that they try to seek acceptance on the outside right. and the outside is not that nice. It's Correct. not that pleasant. And Society so then they feel like they have nobody. Good. Exactly. And then they go down a path of destruction correct in many capacities and that's not something that we like to hear about it's not something we like to see especially with us you know being women of color right coming from uh uh our background and things like that being a black person we all know how judgmental our families can be correct fucking Everything. Everything. Your Every hair. Damn thing. What kind of what kind of clothes you wear? What kind of shoes you wear? What kind of perfume you yeah, wear? Yeah, like we place like, so much emphasis on the wrong so shit, much. and then the shit that does need to you know have some 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 discussion or some thought behind y'all. Don't, it's like played as nothing, but y'all focus on the other shit that other will lead somebody wrong. to want to fucking kill themselves. Yeah, and that's the thing with D Wade and Gabby Union is that they recognize how cruel mm-hmm. the world is. Yeah, and they choose to love their son in the face of other people's and hate. support their son and to promote their son as their son and really owning him and 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 taking in consideration how he feels and what he feels like and everything they're not even trying to put him in a box he's came out as queer so that means if he has more feminine characteristics that he wants to let fly and embrace they're here for it you understand what i'm saying so yes he may have been born with the anatomy of a boy but if he sees fit that he's more comfortable in girl clothing or more comfortable with you know personal nails because he's always admired the long claw nails or whatever it is if they support him and they 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 support him then y'all have to leave these people alone because this all this hate that this family is getting is the exact reason why we are losing our baby so young yes because they can't take the hate that y'all are giving Mm mm-hmm like they can't take it. Being They're not strong enough. They need more love than anything. That's being and put on these children. I don't care. Even if it's before the age of, I put it like this: even before the age of eighteen, after the age of eighteen, and so on and so forth. 
these children I mean there's so many reports of these children killing themselves nine years old ten years old hanging themselves finding something and you know killing themselves because they recently came out as queer mm -hmm. or or just flat out look I'm gay or I like girls I'm a lesbian and shit like that and instead mm -hmm. of just talking to your child and really hearing them they felt like that you could hear them mm -hmm. but you then showed them you you basically fucked up their trust the last thing you want to do is show your child that you just like everybody else on the outside exactly they're expecting you to be not like everybody else they mm -hmm. need you and the fact that you feel that well fuck you disrespecting me by being who you are and I don't care about how you feel but this is how I feel mm -hmm. you don't need to be doing that you don't need to be doing this next thing you know uh, 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 little Johnny over there dead cause he has nothing he has no one exactly so and before y'all sit up here, before y'all, before people, not saying y'all, you know what I mean, but before these people, these trolls on the fucking internet, these, these, you know, typewriter gangsters and shit, mm -hmm. like before y'all sit here and pass judgment on a happy, healthy, loving family that's going to face so many more adversities than just being queer. Y'all need to go ahead and really sit the fuck down for real because yeah. half of y'all done grown up in a damn house where y'all never even knew y'all damn daddy, okay? <laughs> so if this Baby. black man wants to love on his queer son from the bottom of his heart and show him what love is versus what hate is, y'all need to take a lesson out of his book. Hello, period. let the man love. Let the man love and maybe you can learn a little something. Exactly. Because half of y'all shit, like there was when I was looking at the... um one of the posts mm -hmm. that, you know, people was, you know, supporting, you know, of D Wade and, and Gabrielle Union to their son. I really liked this post too. And it, it goes with what um, baby just said. Mm -hmm. And I quote, most of those folks can't even lead themselves out of a dysfunctional relationship, but got a whole lot to say about someone having a healthy love for and relationship with their child. Well, I mean, why the fuck you nosy, sis? Why the fuck you nosy, bro? Ain't nobody because, worried about you I mean, still fucking with Rayshawn when he been cheating on you and made three babies on you. Hello, and you so, still running back, giving him the pussy and all that shit. Uh, but you got something to say about a healthy family loving their actual child for whom they are. You hmm. know what I'm saying? I'll wait then for y'all to give me something that makes sense. you all these damn judgmental ass you know, older people talking about what that boy don't, he don't know what he talking about. He don't know what he doing. They need to straighten that out. They need to take care of that. What is there to take care of? There's the, the only thing that needs to be taken care of is a child being nurtured. Correct. That's and it. And then, boom, let's, let's, let's rein it in real quick. This brings it back to the older folks saying, oh, she hasn't even experienced life yet. How does she know she's a lesbian? Girl! Do I have to try every food under the sun to know that I don't like it? And then I might then be... Because I do, y'all call us sluts and shit. Correct. So, I'm not really quite understanding why that's even something that people say. That shit is so ignorant to me. Like, I just, my brain can't even process it. I don't have to experience every fucking thing to know that I'm not a fan. I get it. Some people are like, oh, I'm down to try everything once. That's fine, that sis. You do that. But that's just not me. I don't need to try everything once to know that I don't fucking like it. Like, I can have... Uh, all, you know, I already have an emotional feeling about something and I've decided in my mind I don't like it and I'm not going to try it. Like, I'm not that, that kind of person that's like, oh, 
I need life experiences in order to say I've been through some shit. Nah, bitch. Keep it. I don't need that. Mm-mm. Like, honestly, real talk, I could have never had my heart broken and still would have would have appreciated real love because my parents showed me real love. Exactly. I didn't need to experience that shit, but I had to go through it and it went, you know, it happened and it was whatever. But I'm not going to be up here and say, oh, you can't experience real love until you get your heart broken. Bitch. You know what Why? I'm about to say shit like that? They say it all the time. You gotta go through hell to get to, to, to the, know it's real. Right. No, the like, fuck you No, don't. you do not. This acceptance of the negative shit is just crazy it, to it me. It doesn't but make any sense. We're getting off topic slightly, a little bit, but we're gonna bring it back in and let you guys know that everything that we've jumped into, talked about, D-Wade loving on his son, Gabby having his back, that is... And coupled with Thanksgiving has brought us to our episode today. Yeah. And we are going to finally share with you guys our coming out stories. (laughs) It was very different for both of us for a number of reasons. Mm -hmm. And we are going to give y'all the real, real truth. Because a lot of people might ask, but I don't think I was really as open about it until recently about how my coming out actually happened because a lot of people didn't know certain things that I shared Mm -hmm. or rather kept to myself and for how long I did because I think I came out kind of young because I felt like I know myself and I knew myself even from an early age but we're going to jump into all of that and we just want you guys to sit back relax and enjoy the discussion Peace and positive vibes. I woke up this morning, wrong side of the bed. I don't have to explain it. I might be a bitch. I might make a friend. Ain't I so amazing? Love me or hate me. Who ain't changing? And I don't give a fuck. That's exactly how I feel. We are back. Is 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 everything on around here? It's working, Dale. It's working. All right. It's All working. right, y'all. So that was your girl Lizzo with That's How I Feel. Yo. And that Lizzo. Yo, if I ever. First of all, she's ever, in love with Lizzo in real oh life. Oh, my God. She's like legitimately in love with Lizzo, Lizzo in real life. And I'm totally fine with it because she's beautiful. Like, she's literally beautiful. It ain't even that. It's not. It's her vibe. It's her vibe. It's the fact that she is a natural musician. She can play the fucking flute. She's or like classically trained. Like, I, I so love that. Yeah, I get it. So love that. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Now that she's lived out her dreams and you guys have heard her nasty truth. Anywho, so we kind of got into it a little bit and we told y'all that we was going to drop this episode. It was a few episodes back. We were talking about, you know, coming into oneself and coming out stories and all of that. And so we're here to deliver that episode to y'all. We're going to get that to y'all because y'all asked for it. Correct. Everybody has a coming out story. Everybody who's anybody has had a coming out story or experience. And some people never had to come out at all. And to those people, hats off and kudos to your family members Mm -hmm. because they was raised right. (laughs) So, you know what I'm saying? Like, truly, truly, you are in a one of a kind situation. So definitely, definitely understand that you are blessed in that way Mm -hmm. because us regular folks... 
we like had myself, to strategize this shit. <laughs> I had to think about, figure out, and just go ahead and bite the bullet because I knew I was different. I knew that I wasn't into the same things as the other girls my age. But at the same time, I wasn't really ready to, quote unquote, disappoint my parents. Mm-hmm. And I I knew that it was going to feel like a disappointment because for whatever reason, way, way back when, sexuality was deemed as the parents' responsibility. I don't really see how I don't understand that even that. works. But that was the thought process. The thought process was that if your child came out as gay or lesbian, that you failed as a parent. You did and something wrong. I think that that's so tragic that our parents were taught that and that our parents were made to feel that way because you don't fail as a parent just because your child is gay or lesbian. Mm -hmm. You win by how you handle that situation and make them feel loved in spite of their truths. Message. And it's trash. It really is. But I came out ninth grade. Yes, y'all. Ninth grade do y'all know how long that was i entered ninth grade in 2002 <laughs> like two zero zero two i was a freshman and that is when things just got a little bit crazy and i was like all right i'm not gonna be able to like hide this or hold this in because i've very i've always been like a very headstrong person and when i believe in something I have to live in that truth. I'm not that kind of person that's going to like hide some shit, you know, that I feel like is is a part of me. Like, if it's me, it's who I am and it's who I'm going to be. And I don't feel comfortable with hiding parts of myself. So that's why most people that I'm friends with, they're very territorial over me because it's like, she's so open. She's so vulnerable. I don't ever want to see her get hurt. But I go in here first and that's just how it is. So mm-hmm. getting back to me coming out, me and my mom used to write letters to each other, especially when it was like difficult conversations and stuff that she knew that would make her emotional or it would make me emotional. I would just write it in a letter because I didn't necessarily want to cry and then not be able to use my words and get out what I wanted to say. So I would just write it down. And coming out was no different. It was, I had my first cell phone because I didn't get a cell phone until high school. Okay. And my cell phone had minutes on it and <laughs> I had to use my allowance to keep running up the minutes. You laugh, but this is facts. Okay. And at that time I had this little, well, I called myself having this little girlfriend, baby. Shorty was trash. I look back at her and I look back at her and I'm like, I don't even know how you was even my type, what I was thinking, what the, okay, flag on the play. And anyway, Shorty had me like wrapped around her finger. I wanted to talk to her all day after school. You know, we was skipping class together. Oh, girl, I got to pray for our son. But um, <laughs> we was doing everything that we weren't supposed to do, but it was classified as what you would call today, like that young, dumb, puppy love type shit. And so back then, the computer had two different lines. There was the computer line mm-hmm. and there was your house phone line. Yep. I figured out that the computer line was also a phone line. So boom, ding. Your girl got an idea to stop burning up all her minutes on her cell phone and call a little shorty after hours once mother go to sleep. So 
I started to think to myself, you are doing all this shit to talk to this raggedy ass girl <laughs> now that I'm thinking back on it. But, you know, at that point in time, she was everything. Right. But, you know, you're doing all this crazy stuff to talk to this girl. You got to be feeling something for real in real life. And you've been feeling it for a while, actually. But you got to come out. Like, you got to really pinpoint what this is because you're not into guys. All your friends that are into guys, you kind of try to blend with the conversation. But most times you just sit there and say nothing and nod your head. (laughs) (laughs) So... It's like, it's about time. And don't get me wrong. I had gay and lesbian cousins in my family, but they were my older cousins, like my mom's age. So I wasn't about to go sit down with them and be like, so I think I like what you like. Mm, Flag on the play. We're not about to do that. So I wrote my mom a letter and I put it in her nightstand because I knew she was going to go on her nightstand. She's going to get her little vitamins or whatever. I know her routines. So put her, put the letter in there and of course she read it and I was in my room I think at that time I was like probably journaling or writing a poem or something and she was like so do you want to talk about your letter now or do you want to wait for your father to get home baby waiting for that man to get home was not ideally what I wanted to do because he was the one of the two parents that I was concerned about these West African roots do not take hetero homosexuality too well and I had never seen any gays or lesbians on my dad's side, so I didn't know what that was going to be like. I knew that my dad loved me. I knew what kind of bond we had, but all that shit can become past tense if he just really don't align with who I am because I feel so convicted in me that I'm not settling for nobody. Like I realized at a very young age that I'm not living for a single soul but myself. Because my parents made a decision to give me life, but that doesn't mean I have to dedicate that said life to them. As long as I become a happy, healthy, productive citizen, I feel like I did my part. Mm -hmm. And I had to do what I had to do. So we waited until he got home and (laughs) my mom told him what the letter said. He just looked like there it was he didn't have an emotion you know he didn't yell he didn't scream and my dad had a voice that carried but he didn't even really like open his mouth for real so I didn't really know how to react but that level of silence carried on for two weeks in my house like this man did not open his mouth and say nothing to me for two whole weeks and in daddy's girl world that shit is like an eternity you feel like you've lost your entire best friend. And for my mom, she kind of was like, I always knew it. I just didn't want to face it. And I kind of was ready ready for you to just tell me because I knew that my daughter was special. And her saying that meant a lot to me, but it wasn't my dad, surprisingly. Like, it wasn't my dad coming to me and talking to me. And, you know, time went by. Two weeks later, my dad says, you know, can I talk to you? And I'm like, yeah. And he's like, I needed some time to process. You're my daughter. I love you. And I don't give a shit who don't understand who you are. I'm going to love you regardless. And from that point on, I ain't give a shit what nobody thought. 
So, what about you, babe? I love hearing your story. <laughs> I really do. Why? Because you sitting up here looking all teary eyed and stuff. You better not. I'm not about to cry. <laughs> Look, let me put my big my big pants. <laughs> I ain't about to cry. You so no, I just I just really like hearing your story because you know every time I hear it, I just be picturing myself being like a fly on the wall mm-hmm. for your whole journey into telling mom and dad. Man. And Writing that letter, like, I wrote that letter over like three, four times, bro. Yes, you did. You wanted to use the right, you know, uh, dictation, right? And, and everything had to be perfect and precise. It had to be, you know, like because yes. I ain't want no misunderstandings. I wanted to understand what I was putting down in this paper. This is not no if and but phase, none of that. Mine would have said dot dot dot. I like girls. <laughs> Hold that's, that shit up and put it in the drawer. That's it. That's it. And I would just have to wait for the conversation. No, Dang. Matt, well, mine is slightly. Well, it's different. It's different. Okay, so. All right, so for me, I hadn't seen any gay or lesbian family members on either side. Really? None. Oh. And when I was growing up. Uh-huh. And I'm pretty sure they've existed. Right. No one just talked about it. No one ever talked about it because they probably thought it wasn't really that important. Right. But whatever. So, growing up, I was always the tomboy. I wanted to be with my guy cousins, mm-hmm. playing sports, getting dirty, you know, just doing just shit that makes you come in the house and stink. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> that was me. I didn't really care much for Barbies and shit, even though my mother used to buy me them shits. I would blow them things up in the microwave or oh I light God. them on fire or I'd do some, cut their hair off and just, you know, just do stupid <laughs> shit. But, you know, I was just, Barbies. right, bald head Barbies. That's all I had was bald head ass Barbies <laughs> and maybe they were missing clothes. But, oh you know what I'm God. saying? But, so I was, I was that rough child, mm-hmm. you know? And... I always had a soft spot for the ladies. Mm-hmm. Even in preschool, I I remember um, when I was in preschool, my one of my principals, they were sisters. I had two principals and they were both sisters, blood sisters. And one of their daughters used to come to watch us little kids um, that were waiting for our parents to come pick us up mm-hmm. after she got out of school. And so, when she would come, I just, I don't know, you know how boys be, like, acting out when they around somebody that they like and shit? You were that child. I don't child. know what the fuck I was doing. I just know that I liked her, and I just wanted her to see me run around and be stupid. I, oh, my God. You know, I just, I was just doing Boy, stuff. I was trying it. I was trying. At, <laughs> at two, three years old, I was trying a whole you was trying. You was trying to get her attention. Girl. So, you know what I'm saying? Clearly, I was a baby and yeah. there was nothing. They just thought I was, you know, whatever. So, growing up, growing up, I've had crushes on many girls oh. in, in elementary school. Plethora, huh? In elementary school. That's what the kids call baby, it. Baby, this was before you, okay? Uh-huh. I need you to calm down. I'm, I'm calm. <laughs> Y'all should see this chick face, yo. Calm. But, um, yeah, so I've always had a, a liking to girls 
more than anything. Like I didn't give a fuck about boys. You just wanted to play I outside just wanted with to them. Play outside with them because mm-hmm. the boys were more fun. Girls just wanted to be up in the house and play with dolls and shit. I didn't give a fuck about that. <laughs> I wanted to go outside, play basketball, skin my knees. You know what I'm saying? All that stuff. Mm, leave me with all these scars later on in life. I'm a giant scab for you, baby. <laughs> but uh, so. It's okay, so I'm just gonna fast forward. <laughs> I'm gonna fast forward to you know when I was in college. So, when I was in college, I was out of my parents' sight, you know what I'm saying? I was able to really think about and really indulge in the feelings that I had been feeling for all my life it's like okay I don't have mommy and daddy right here I don't have you know my sister here I can actually really figure this shit out because I I, I feel there's so much pressure outside and Mm -hmm. inside and I feel like I'm gonna explode right I feel like I'm about to explode like you was having like low-key anxiety I really was yeah and I'm just seeing you know all my my fellow students that were older than me that were out and proud and just living their truth and shit like that and I'm just thinking to myself like damn that could be I, me right that could be me right. I really want to just be free I, I'm sick of this anxiety I'm sick of all this pressure I'm feeling so you know at that time I had a girlfriend oh you had a whole girlfriend I, I had a girlfriend um and you know, we were together for about a year, maybe two years, and I had never told my parents, mm. never said anything. But the thing is, they they knew that something was going on because I was on the phone like twenty four hours a day. You was phone boning, as the kids call it. You know what? Um, Probably, yeah, I was. I'm just saying. But I was on the phone like twenty four hours a day. Everywhere I went, my Ooh, phone was it. on my ear. You oh, know, all boy. of that stuff, and so. You know, my parents knew something was going on, but they couldn't quite put their finger on it. And I was, my moods and how I moved shifted from right. what they were used to. Mm-hmm. So, Your temperament probably changed too, because you knew you was hiding something. So you started acting I was on edge yeah. all the time. Like if they, you know, called my name, like, fuck, what the fuck? That? You know right, what exactly. Like, what fuck Start going all. You know what I'm saying? But at the same time, I'm still trying to like think to myself, how the fuck am I going to like do this? I'm literally going insane and slowly deteriorating inside because I can't mm-hmm. figure this shit out. So, fast forward. So, the girl that I was dating was like, you need to tell your parents. Mm-hmm. Now, she was three years older than me. Wait, and were you under 18 when you were dating this girl? No, I was 18. Uh, I'm about to say, because I need to lock her black ass up. 18, 18, and uh, she was 21, and she said, you need to tell your parents, because I don't want to be a secret, I I need you to go ahead, she and wanted you to come out the closet, for right, her, right, and I was like, I need to come out the closet, yeah, but I, I need to be okay with what the fuck, how this is gonna look, right. you know what I'm saying, because I, number one, don't want to get put out, mm-hmm. or anything like that, and so... My parents decided to go on a family trip. <laughs> We're going on a trip. We went to Cedar Point, okay? Mm-hmm. I always wanted to go to Cedar Point. Every time, you know, there was an opportunity to go, I was too young. Mm-hmm. So I couldn't go. And I would always be 
fucking crying and shit because I couldn't go. But mm-hmm. now I was able to go at, at 18. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But so, was, you know, my parents, my little brother and myself, my sister was in the military, I believe, at that time. She was still in the military. Yeah, she was in the military. And so we driving up there. I'm not on the phone because we drove. Mm-hmm. So I'm like texting and shit like that and just like thinking about how I'm going to do this. How I'm oh gonna my do this. gosh. So, you I'm know, like on edge for you. So <laughs> my little brother, he just acting like a damn little brother, getting on my damn nerves while I'm trying to get my brain together. Correct. You know, fucking around and shit. And then, you know, my parents are driving and, you know, they got the radio playing and I, it's just mad quiet in that car. It's like you can hear <laughs> a pin drop. You can hear, you know, it was just so much. It felt like the walls of that car were, we're just closing, closing in, on you. in. And that was the longest drive of my life, bro. Oh, so we was there for about three or four days. Day one, we get there, you know. I didn't say anything. I just conducted business as usual. Right, right. Day two, I didn't say much of anything. I just participated in the festivities. Okay? (laughs) Day three, it was the day before we had to come back. Ah, All right? Trade day. Right. It was day three. The family, we went to this uh, indoor-outdoor water park. Mm -hmm. It was fly as shit. Dope as hell. I had so much fun. Anyway, so I'm there, and I'm just, I'm trying to have a good time. I'm trying to have fun, but my stomach is eating itself. My brain, my head hurts. My back is Bro, tense. you needed I some THC stiff. back then. I was really <laughs> going through, like, if, if there was a, a therapist or somebody there, and they could see, they would see that I'm internally going ballistic. Mm. And so I just was like, I just can't, I have to, I have to chill out for a second. So my mom's, you know, she don't do you know, water sports or anything like that. So she's in a bathing suit, laying on a For chair, no good reason. reading a book, okay? <laughs> reading a whole ass book, okay? My little brother and my dad, they out there doing they shit in the pool or whatever. So I was like, you know, let me go ahead and get some food. So I got a little slice of pizza, you know, I saw my mom and I was, when I saw my mom, I was like, okay. I paused, I stopped walking, I was like thinking, I need to go ahead and do this, I need to do it, and so I need to think about how I'm going to do this, how I'm going to do this, so I went over there and sat down with her, I ate my pizza, you know, in and out of conversation, because she's reading her book, Mm -hmm. and then it was like, I just started feeling this heat start to rise. From my stomach into my neck. And you know how sometimes you get that pit in your neck Mm -hmm. when you're really nervous or scared? (laughs) And it really started to push in and it felt like somebody was poking me in my throat. Girl. So I was like, and I started to get really cold and my back started to tense up again. My head started to hurt. My eyes started to burn. And I was just like, Mom, I need to talk to you. I need to tell you something. Yes. And so she put her book down. She was like, what, what's going on? You okay? I said, I just need to really talk to you about something important. And she said, oh, my God, you're not pregnant, are you? I said, Mom, hell no. Oh, hell shit. no. That's the, no, there's absolutely no way that's possible. <laughs> and I'm like, ooh, girl, what do you know what I'm about to tell you? You have no idea. And she said, well, it's not like you're gay or anything. And when she said that, I looked at her. Oh, Wow. And it just got mad quiet. It was like all the people in that place 
everything just got silent. Everything just shut up. And it was just she and I in that moment. And I was looking at her and she was looking at me. And her eyes just, it was like they were big, but they were kind of like, like they said, well, shit. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and I'm like, well. Now, I tried to soften the blow. I'm going to be honest. I tried to soften the blow and say, well, I could be bi. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> No, I I damn well I ain't do no dick. I wish I could have seen her face. Girl, but I said I could be by, and all that stuff. Just to kind of soften the blow for my mom to give her, make her feel like there is hope for a nigga. Mm. Ain't no fucking hope over here, boo. Mm. But, and then my mom, you know, she she started to blame herself. Mm -hmm. And so at that point, when my mom started to blame herself, I really started to cry because... I never wanted her to feel like my emotions or how, you know, me liking women had anything to do with anything that she's tried to teach, mm-hmm. anything that she has taught me or anything. I said, Mom, the, the, the only thing that you've done is to love me mm-hmm. and you're making me or uh, you've given me an opportunity to love myself even more and to possibly give my love to somebody that I actually want to be with. Right. So you've done nothing but love me, and Mm -hmm. all I can do is appreciate that and love that. So she started crying, I started crying. Oh, wow. And all that stuff, and I'm just like, well, fuck, I told my mom. Now, my mom was the most important. Right. I gave two shits about what what my dad thought at the time. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Okay. I told my mom, my mom was the, the main person that I ca- I cared about. If no one else accepted me, I knew that I had to tell my mother. Mm-hmm. So after I told my mom, she didn't talk to me for about a week and some change. And it felt, I felt bad mm-hmm. because I really needed my mother to just talk to me. Right, right. And, you know, I... I didn't want to press her, right. but I knew she had to figure some things out. Mm-hmm. I knew she had to assess everything. And then, you know, eventually she came around and, you know, we talked again or we started to talk more and we started spending more time together. And I just had another talk with her, just telling her, explaining to her, like, look, I just want to reiterate to you that I love you and I, I thank you for hearing me. Mm-hmm. And... I just thank you for still loving me through it. Right. And I think with, and that talk went a little bit further than that, but I think with having that talk, she really understood that this has nothing to do with her. It's mm-hmm. me really coming to terms with who I am. Right. Because it coming and, out is not, it, it's, it's liberating, but it's, it, it's so scary. Like it is one of the scariest things in life mm-hmm. like for real because um you don't want to be looked at as a failure you don't want to be looked at as you know the black sheep of the family even though sometimes it's like oh I don't give a shit about being a black sheep I'm different I've always been different you know what I mean but the idea that you're going to disappoint one of your first supporters the first best friend you've ever had mm-hmm. that is hard it's hard. It's a and hard pill to, to swallow. And I had to deal with that. And so once I told her, um, next in line was my sister. Mm-hmm. Now my sister dabbled. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
And so when I told her, she was like, well, shit, Nikki, I knew it. God damn it. I knew your ass was gay. I was just waiting for you to come out. And then she had one of her friends over there. She's like, girl, Nikki gay. And her friend was like, I knew it too. I'm like, what Ooh. the fuck? And so, you know, my sister, she was an instant supporter. Because right. she knew. And the thing about it, what it was is, with me being how I was growing up, there was no way... I When I talk about it now that I've gotten older to cousins of mine and aunts of mine and things like that, since I could talk freely to them mm -hmm. about this type of stuff, they was like, well, Nikki, I kind of knew, but, you know, you had to figure it out. You right. had to go through it yourself. And I'm just like, well, I don't understand why it was so hard for and my then, parents to there. But wait, hold up. I don't understand why it was so hard for my parents to really get with it. And then I remember... My father saying something that disturbed me to my core. And and it was like, you really don't know who I am. You really have no idea except the fact that I'm your daughter and I basically have to do what you tell me to do because I live in your house. He said, because the girl I was dating at the time, she was in a very bad accident to where she was in a hospital. She was in like a coma for a couple of... <laughs> A couple of weeks and so I was going crazy I was crying and shit I was not eating I was you know depressed and my mom you know by that time my father figured out I was gay mm -hmm. and all of that stuff and, I'm pretty uh, sure your mom might have told him over pillow talk or something you know, you know and he he said something like well she's never even given boys a chance so how why is she acting this way over a female Ooh. so when he says it, it was something along the lines and when he said that shit that made me have so much disdain for him and you know just some of the shit that he would say in regards to that like it just bothered me mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying and i just knew that i couldn't really trust him with that part of me right like that you know what i'm saying so um gradually my father had no choice but to come around you know what i'm saying that this is who i am but it was it was it was a struggle and then as i got older and i really started to let down my walls and just not give a fuck about what family thinks or anybody thinks it's like when i would just come up they're dressed how I dressed and all of that stuff. It was like the family, if they had questions, they figured it out quick without having to ask me anything. Right. Because the way I carried myself, I wasn't going to indulge in that shit. If you, if you wanted to have a relationship with Monique, if you wanted to have a relationship with me, you knew what to and not to do. And you knew how to handle me. Right. Or I would just cut you off. I did not have a problem with that. The only person that I really needed was my mother. Well. You know, so. I completely agree. And, I mean, we both clearly had our people or our person that, you know, was really, 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 like, hard to swallow for them. But once they did, their support and love meant everything, you know, at the end of the day. So, with all that being put out there do you feel like it was important for you to have come out yes i feel it was very important because i felt like i needed a support system mm -hmm. i felt like it was it was a very large load to carry on mm -hmm. my own um being black being a part of the family that i'm a part of right and 
you know, just not being the the quote unquote norm. Right. You know, I felt like it was very important because I know that once I come out, you know, I knew what society could do. Right. I knew the the craziness that, you know, the world can, you know, bestow onto me. Mm-hmm. And I knew that I needed a backbone more than mine. Right. To help me through it. So, yeah, it was very important. It was very liberating, too. I can agree with that for sure. Because society, like we said, is full of jokesters and people who grew up in very strange environments and you know they grew up probably a lot worse than any of us will ever know or experience and those you know experiences for them have helped shape and mold them as the people that they are but it doesn't mean that they're great people based on those experiences and you know you just you just never know who you're going to encounter and so for me coming out was an absolute I had to live in my truth because I feel like I'm doing myself a disservice if I live in a lie. So exactly. and you hurt yourself more and the way that I was feeling just even trying to get it out. Right. I would be I would have been a such a severe basket case. Yeah, cuz that'll that be your internal struggle that you carry with you it, all the time. All the time and it would have really literally eaten me alive. The way that my anxiety is, mm-hmm. the way that my anxiety was dealing with this, I probably I probably wouldn't be here right now. Because I probably would have gave Lost myself it. a heart attack mm-hmm. or something. Cause it was it was that bad. Yeah. And then it had me thinking about once I came out and I started thinking about the things I went through, just trying to get it out. Right. How these youngins are dealing with it. Right. A lot worse than me. Yeah, a lot. You know and, and the thing is, like, society has gotten real mean. And kids are, have gotten real just disgusting because their parents have like these you know like small brains and it's mm-hmm. it's so sad because I watch people of our generation kind of go forward in their way of thinking because you know while as queer people we have so many rights now you have our equivalents meaning people in our generation being upset upset and it's like like, why why are y'all upset because women and women are pairing up together and actually out here raising whole ass successful families and out here winning and you have men out here raising y'all kids better than the men that y'all choose to sleep up next to like why are y'all upset and so you have picking up we're pretty much picking where we're creating our own and then we're also picking up the slack from y'all exactly and so it's like you know it's so disheartening to see people in our own generational pool hate, you know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. be so close-minded and teach that close-mindedness onto the next generations to come because these are the kids that's going to grow up with our kids. And I, I'm telling y'all right now, if our son tells me that anybody tries to bully him for any reason, they're going to have to answer to me. I'm coming after that child. They're going to they're gonna have to come. They're going to have to answer to me. I'm coming at the child. I'm coming at the parents. And I'm coming at the grandparents. Because all y'all motherfuckers failed this kid. Yep. Every single one of y'all failed this child. And because y'all failed y'all child, now my child got to suffer? Fuck nah, that. That's dead I'll pass. as fuck. That is dead as hell. So. It's not happening. Mm-mm. I, I ain't with it. Baby, I have a question for you. What's up? So once you came out, what price did you pay? What did you lose? Well, I can't truly say I lost anything but respect for other people. 
Okay. That I definitely lost. Like people that I would have called friends and, you know, people that I was like hanging out with heavily and, you know, really thought had my back at that time. Cause you know, I'm fucking 14. I'm thinking that these girls is my riders for all these bitches is trash. Um, <laughs> you know, I lost respect. I lost respect for a lot of people because me being a non-judgmental person, I would, I hate to see people pass judgment on me, especially for something that is truly to my core who I am, but it doesn't change who I am towards you. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm still the best friend that you so-called, you know what I'm saying, always wanted and never had. I'm still that person. I just happen to like women. Mm-hmm. And just because I like women don't mean I like all you hoes because that's another thing. I'm into women, but I have standards, baby. I have a whole fucking, like, list and my wife is on it at the top okay these other hoes i don't see them i have tunnel vision my eyes are broken they don't work (laughs) like she's blind to you legally okay stevie wonder out here i don't see shit (laughs) but you know back then people used to think oh she's a lesbian she must have been liking me all this time and all this other shit so you know my respect for people went out the door at that time and that's when i truly learned who I really fuck with and who I would never fuck with. And, mm-hmm. you know, I ain't never, I ain't never really fuck with somebody I stopped fucking with. So for me, it, it's a done deal. And some of these hoes follow me to this day on social media. And I just be looking at life and like, and you thought <laughs> I was into you. Why? <laughs> Why flatter yourself, sis? And we could have probably been good friends still in life, but if they weren't, trash bags yeah you know they brain was closed and mine was on elevation so we had to part ways that's true do you feel like you lost anything when you came up i can't say i had mm-hmm. because well i write people off left and right it doesn't matter but I mean, when I came out, I came out on fucking MySpace <laughs> to like my friends. That's and shit when like MySpace that. was popping. Girl, I had two pages. Okay, I had a music page <laughs> and I had my fuck around page. Okay, and you came out on both pages or just one? One. Oh, okay. I came out on one, but I came out on MySpace. I wrote, you know, when uh, you had the section where you could write like blogs or something. Mm-hmm. I had several, and one of which was. A long letter. It was vulgar as fuck. Oh, I was God. cussing. I was saying, I don't give a fuck about who the fuck don't like this shit. And da 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 da. And so I, I was going in on that letter. Because uh-huh. I was letting the people know, like, look, I'm in college. I've made friends with many people. Mm-hmm. I don't give a fuck about none of y'all if y'all don't give a fuck about me. It's point blank, period. So you can read this, you can accept it. Or you could choose not to and just shut the fuck up. True. Every person that I called my friend, Mm -hmm. like a real friend to me, Mm -hmm. they loved me unconditionally. They hit me up directly. They called my phone. They came to my dorm room with snacks and shit and just wanted to sit down and have a little powwow. I went to a predominantly white school. So yeah, they wanted powwows and shit. And oh all my the God, time. girl spill. Let's talk. Like, oh my God, Mo. Annoying. Oh my God. So, you know. <laughs> Annoying. But those are the ones that I considered friend, friend, for real, for real, to this day, 
it's very few of them now that I actually still keep in contact with. Or if I did come in contact with them again, it'd be like, we never lost touch. Right. But they were mad supportive of me. And some of them motherfuckers are gay themselves. I found out, you know what I'm saying? A I mean, years sometimes, ago, it's, more. sometimes it takes other people yeah. a little bit longer, you know what I'm saying, to pop you know about the closet. Saying? Right. <laughs> and so, but it was, it was very liberating. I can't say that I lost any friends. I can say that acquaintances, some of them who were into that real, uh, you know, the college Christian crew type mm-hmm, of thing mm-hmm. you know I've, I've you know romped and stomped with a couple of them you know uh they had this club called um 180 or something like that oh okay. it was a christian thing and um and you know i used to go there and stuff like that and then you know i stopped going but there was a lot of people that i did come in contact there who i know are gay as hell and they just never came the fuck out and that's fine I chose to do so. And, of course, some of them started looking at me a little different. Right. But I didn't give a fuck. After after I came out, I was like, you know what? I'm not going to let y'all judge me. Or if y'all judge me, I'm just not going to give a fuck about it. If you want to ask me anything, feel free. Just be respectful because I will cuss your ass out. I don't give a fuck how holier than thou you think you are. Period. I love Jesus, too. But I will cuss your ass out. And you can, you catch, this, you can catch this cuss out. I'm going to tell you, you that right now. You can catch this cuss out. But, you know, I can't say that I lost anything. You know what I'm saying? Well, I mean, that's um, a good thing. Yeah, I, I, I just feel like I was embraced entirely. It was that's just a, a process. Thing. That's a good thing. That's what's yeah. up. I mean, people are funny. And mm-hmm. the things that you expect people to be like, oh, girl, it'd be like, what? Oh, my gosh. Like, how dare you? And it's like, why are you judging me again when you lost your virginity at 12? Bitch, sit down. Like, Mm -hmm. stop talking to me. You know what I'm saying? But, again, who am I? Like I said, I don't judge. Those hoes judge me. So, the only thing I lost out of coming out was respect for other people. Right. And that's it. Like, the people who loved me and stayed true. I had one best friend at the time, and she was solid. We have grown apart now because, you know growing up distance kids all that stuff changes things but that was my ace in the hole and you know that was that was it i had one solid true true friend and we was we was what we was everything and then i also had another friend that i actually um her mom she came out to her mom like maybe a week or so before i came out and so her mom as she she talked to my mom because she, my mom was the type of person where she didn't know who going over my, who coming over my house, and she didn't know their parents as well, and vice versa. So I'm going, I'm going over their house. She didn't know their parent, all that, and so, um, she ended up, her mom ended up coming over to the house to pick her up, and she sat down and was like, you know, I want to talk to you for a second. Kendra told me that she recently came out to you, and Tanisha came out to me, and I just want to, you know, talk because. I just want you to know as moms, we have to be there for them and love them. And mm-hmm. it was just crazy. But that was my support at that time. And it was those two people that were solid for me. Like her her and her mom and then my other best friend at the time were solid. And sad enough, I don't talk to either one of those girls to this day. No love lost, you know, but we That grow. was your process. Correct. It was definitely a part of the process. And I appreciate both of them equally for being a part of the beautiful parts of that process there you go so yeah that's all that matters and my best friend i have to put this out there Mm -hmm. my best friend's ass 
When I came out, she was the first person to hit me up. She was like, damn, Mo, I knew it. I just wanted you to come out. But, I mean, I ain't, I ain't you know, expect you to be cussing at everybody and shitting your letter. I mean, you right. just called me and told me. She said, I can't wait for you to come home because we going to talk. We going to go out because, oh, my God, Mo, mm-hmm. damn. And to this day, she is my best friend. She loves my gay ass. She loves my wife's gay ass. She loves all of our gay asses. <laughs> and... You know what I'm saying? Her parents love me too. And my parents love her. And, you know, it was just one big happy ass family. And of all people, my mother, of course, my sister and my brother, he ain't give a fuck. He's like, all right, well, you know what I'm saying? If you if you good, then I'm good. You right. know what I'm saying? He don't care. Brothers don't care about he shit. Don't give okay. A fuck about my baby shit. brother is like, as long as that chick don't hurt you, I'm good. I'm like, boy, you know, first it. of all. You know what I'm saying? So. And then my best friend, you know what I'm saying? Because I really don't like people like that, especially when I was in high school. She was the only girl out of high school, one of two girls from high school that I actually still actually fuck with. You know what I'm saying? Out of all the friends I made in high school, her and my friend Erica are the only two I still fuck with, for real, for real, out of high school. And that's it in the story. And they love the hell out of me and I love the hell out of them. I mean, that's, that's the it. moral of the story. Find you some good love. genes. And accept them for who they are. They accept you for who you are. And life is beautiful. It's all beautiful. So we hope that y'all enjoyed, okay, listening to how these two queers came out of the closets. Because I can't say we were thrown out. I feel like we just was like, it's our time. We coming out. It's about time. So, we hope that you guys enjoyed this conversational piece. Hit us up, man. Hit us up. Let us know how old you were when you came out. If you still struggled or if you never had to come out. Shit, congratulations. Or if you you still live in your truth and you just never told your family. family Or if you just don't go around your family because your truth is still your secret. Right. Hit us up. Let us know if, you know what I'm saying, you ever made it to that milestone. And if you haven't. We're going to support you in doing it if you want us to. So so just put it like this. Love, peace, and power. Penguin Life supports you. We support love. We Absolutely. are in favor of love. Okay? Absolutely. And Trust it. those that love you will love you through whatever. That's just remember right. that. That's right. All right, y'all. Peace. Peace.